0: So, guys, I don't know if you saw uh, Joe Biden and an act of believing in science, something that we care about very much on this show, uh, as well as crossing the aisle. Another one of our core tenants has asked Americans to commit to 100 days of wearing a mask. And I think in that same spirit, but also a with a hearty dose of American competition laid on top. We're going to make it even stronger, more stringent demand. We're going to cross the aisle harder. We're going to believe in science more. Starting Christmas Day, 101 days of wearing a mask. Will you commit to this, Greg?
1: Um, <laughs> well, I. yeah, I, I, that seems, yes, I, I'm all for it. You guys?
2: Yeah, sure. Why not?
3: No, listen here,
2: Jack. When I talk about listening to the scientists, I mean listening to all of them, all of America and all of the scientists. When I say wear a mask for 100 days, I need the vaccine, and the vaccine just like in the 60s. You know, in the 60s, we didn't have vaccines. We just had the shots and the methane. (laughs) <laughs> you could bang
0: that needle around in a in a water barrel Get it good and rusty
1: <laughs> uh, Well, th- uh, thank you, uh, Uncle Joe uh, I, You know, I, I think this is great, guys I'd just like to point out that the first hundred days Was coined by uh, Franklin Roosevelt In his, like, inauguration speech or something in 1933 And it was... Included like launching the new deal, including the Federal Emergency Relief Administration, the Civilian Conservation Corps, the Agricultural Adjustment Administration, the whole alphabet soup. First hundred days, guys. First hundred days. Uh, I, I'm happy to wear the fucking mask. Doesn't sound like you're believing in science. Really. Okay. All right. <laughs> I like Greg pretending like anything gets cut out of our episodes. I'm very choosy about Brian's jokes.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. Greg gives me a special cut of the episode to listen to that's been all in there, and then publishes a different cut of the episode.
4: Welcome back to Seattle Sucks, a podcast about hating the city we love. We're doing the thing again.
1: Here we we're back, (laughs) guys. Uh, And again, and again, and again.
3: It never ends.
1: Honestly, that is what podcasting. Everyone who asks me, like, "Hey, do you have any advice for starting a podcast?" That's basically what I say. I'm like, you're, you know, the internet means like regular content production. If you're committing to just having this thing that it never goes away, every time we finish an episode, I'm just like, oh, there's gonna be another one of these fucking things. (laughs) Um, but
0: uh, yeah. We step one, make a friend. Step two, lose that friend by
1: forcing them to talk to you on mic for two hours. Speaking (laughs) of speaking of friends who we're about to alienate, (laughs) we've got our good friend, my good friend, Munichero. He's here. A lot of tension in the room on that one. Greg Munya is on the elected local council of Seattle DSA. He's an organizer in Afro-Socialists and Socialists of Color. The sometimes treasurer for the Sean Scott campaign, a veteran Bernie bro. Iowa boys, Iowa boys. <laughs> <laughs> Iowa, stand up. <laughs> uh, An accursed tech worker. Undisputed victor of intra-DSA battles. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason we have him on tonight, the Zukov to Mayor
2: Durkin's Hitler. <laughs> 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 thank you so much for having me wow what an intro yeah thanks
1: for coming uh thanks for being on it's good to have you back uh Mone is a good friend of the show who's this is probably your third or so appearance uh yeah yeah great. i
2: think so this is great yeah you, thanks you've for been having on me guys
1: yeah, you've been on enough. You
0: should elevate from friend of the show to champion for the show. Yes. Really- I need yes. that belt.
2: I need the wrestling belt. <laughs> yeah, you do. I need that UFC. Yeah.
0: The, I'm bit more champion in the medieval sense that you have to fight for us now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, if anyone,
1: <laughs> oh, okay. if anyone tries to front, um, You're sworn we just to tell them, hey, we're with Monia. <laughs> 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 uh, um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, is guys? Have you, you heard any big news this week? Is anything uh, any big surprises? Any uh, big shocking
2: <laughs> news that
1: no one could have predicted? Anybody? Anybody got anything? When you have you heard anything
2: new? Um, i've I've heard some things. I know that restaurants are now um have to have a capacity, I think, of twenty percent. Which sucks because, you know, I have to wait an hour longer to go to, um, you know, my my no mask dinner that um, I usually attend. Yeah, um, so <laughs> your weekly outing to Canlis. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a burden because. I like to go to Kenless at 615 sharp and they're always really punctual and they're really good about that. But now with these reductions, I have to just like uh, arrive at 650 and it's it's just, it it upsets the date. It upsets just like the night is kind of ruined. And frankly, I'm getting kind of sick of this. Jay (laughs) sleazy has to go.
0: (laughs) Uh. Well, uh, I got news for you uh Munya uh, things to look it up because Jay Sleazy has announced that while she's not going immediately she's apparently going soon <laughs> uh, <laughs> she is not running in a shocking turn of events Jenny Derekkin, our friend our first patreon member is not running for re-election
3: what, <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh? <laughs> <laughs>
4: once again oh pre- pre-
0: once again pre- <laughs> pre- she's a listener of the show
1: by Yeah, way. <laughs> <laughs> she's been consulting with uh close confidants uh <laughs> her, 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 her you know the sharpest political analysts in seattle and somehow or other she got the idea that she has no constituency in this town and uh, was also reminded that deep down she doesn't like being mayor and never wanted to be and resents the entire uh, like <laughs> turn in her career that she had to stoop to doing this instead of ever uh, serving at a higher level in the
2: federal government
1: what do you think munya uh, what, you know reactions first thoughts uh Jenny not not running for re-election
2: you know it's a, it's a shame because there was still so much work that she could have done and, you know, continue to, uh, you know, build Seattle and develop it to its great potential. Um, so that's like unfortunate, but at the same time I watched your video and the thing that stuck with me most is that, uh, she said that she could either run a campaign or lead and she can't do both. And she was the bigger person <laughs> and chose to lead
3: and yeah, that's props. a selfless
2: behavior we look in leaders, you know, people are obsessed with power. She came in and it's just so dedicated to the city. And that's really what makes me just, you know, have some hope in this world.
0: Right on. <clears throat> when I did see uh, somebody post the thing, apparently immediately after <laughs> announced announcing she wasn't going to run again, she was asked on KUOW about it. Yeah, and she just says, quote, I could run again and I would win. I just basically follow but I just don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. B- well,
2: the big is- time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the, that's the, that's like big time like you can't fire me I quit vibes. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. That's exactly it. <laughs> no, uh Oh, I mean, well for so Colin, first thoughts
4: from you, buddy? Uh I just thought it was hilarious that she has made it about as clear as she possibly could that she's not running for mayor like she was on that KUOW show. Um, she like let the times leak it. Uh, she updated her website to say she wasn't running. Like she practically chartered a plane to <laughs> drag one of those signs yeah. up that says "I am not running for mayor." Uh, yeah, pretty incredible. She stuff. wrote
2: an internal email too to all city employees.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, first, you're bringing that up, and we're definitely reading it. Well, basically, (laughs) most of it is the same text of her video.
5: I first ran for mayor to help address our growing economic disparity by working to create opportunities for everyone in our city. We've accomplished a lot together tuition free college with our Seattle promise, $1.7 billion in affordable housing, additional protections for workers. And we stood strong against the Trump.
2: She does like call out the murder of George Floyd. Um, and like- <laughs> Wait, wait, in, a- her, in her notice that she isn't running for mayor? Well, she's she like, does- Let me just begin with. Well, she
1: does <laughs> a like, um, it's like a, a yearbook preface. She's just, like sums up her three years. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's been a wild ride, everybody.
5: <laughs> like we've had some good times. To protect immigrants, LGBTQ families, and BIPOC community. We've had some bad times. But we know 2020 changed everything. The pandemic hit us hard. I'm proud Seattle has been a national leader in free citywide COVID testing, a moratorium on evictions, securing PPE, and doing everything possible to keep our community... We all grew together, you know? (laughs) But we know stopping the spread of the virus, protecting jobs, and focusing on the economic recovery... Have
4: a kick-ass summer. So yeah, basically
1: it ends Have a Kick-Ass Summer when she says, I'm so proud to have worked with these, with you these three years and thank you for all you have done, particularly in this last year. I know every one of you and your families have been impacted by this year's crises. Together, we will not only get through this, but we'll come back stronger, better, and more equitable.
5: There was only one right choice for our city, doing the job. I've decided not to run for re-election because Seattle... We still have some tough months. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whatever the fuck that
3: means. <laughs> um,
5: uh,
1: maybe we'll, we we can pepper in some of her in her own words from the uh, from her video, but it's basically just that. Uh, I'll cut some of that into it. But um, yeah, no, I mean, no, that is a really good point, Colin. Like this is clearly like a you know been well planned and rehearsed for a while.
4: Uh, and uh yeah, um, she's got an opinion in the Seattle Times right now, <laughs> like unprecedented access, which to me is very interesting. Also, after that Peterson opinion that they ran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know,
0: can you believe the Seattle Times dropping its veneer of legitimacy? <laughs> well,
1: it, it is this whole thing. And this is part part of how like. I mean, this makes sense in what we've been saying. I mean, I think it was, you know, I think it was Brian who first articulated it out loud like two years ago that Mayor Jenny was not going to run. I mean, before 2020, we've been saying this. And this makes sense in that conception of it because it's like uh, this is about everything about Mayor Jenny's time as mayor has been like about saving face on not just her as mayor, but like her entire life and career. Yeah. You know, like she had to step into this thing she didn't really ever want to do because her close ally in Seattle, uh, Western Washington politics, Ed Murray, was found to have like abused his foster children. So uh, and she had to step in in basically in an emergency um, to hold power for the sort of, you know, chamber Yeah, the like, you know, pink washed chamber sort of wing of the Democratic Party in this state. And like this is, you know, it's all about rather than go down rather than risk, like, you know, losing. uh, Obviously, like that's not worth it to her. So this is about saving face about like, yeah, no, let's 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 wrap this up. And the P and the the establishment is letting her do that. That's all letting her like not admit to everyone that everyone hates her, but (laughs) specifically because she's an establishment centrist, you know, that there's just no stomach for, there's not enough stomach for in this town. It's interesting. Like we'll get into this. Um, but the one candidate who's filed so far is sort of the smart money for the sort of chamber backed candidate which is that I'm hearing about which is Lance Randall who's a like uh political consultant and nonprofit guy he, he runs a, a development nonprofit in South Seattle now uh, and is basically um you know in very much in the like the like we're you know bringing in investment public private partnership to Develop vibrancy and bring in like arts and in the like Richard Florida model, you know, um, tired neoliberal bullshit. Um, and people are saying that this makes sense. That he'll end up being, and this may be true, he'll end up being the sort of chamber backed candidate, the establishment centrist neoliberal dem backed candidate. But I, a better way to look at this is that <clears throat> he already was, if that's true, because he he filed back in September early September and to run. And you know, the headlines were this guy, South Seattle, African-American nonprofit guy uh, files to run against Jenny Durkin. The, uh, (laughs) the, you know, by implication, the very unpopular incumbent that you hate. And now having been given that lead time, Jenny gets to step out as the establishment candidate And the guy coming in, if that ends up being him, gets to say, I was running against Mayor Jenny. It's not someone who's going to step in now that the vacuum is being been created in that space. Right. It's someone who was told get in this now because this is probably opening up.
2: And yeah, and you have to remember that this is a black man coming out of the. Largest protest movement since the late sixties. So, you know, the implication there is like being a change candidate. But I, get, I mean, the problem with this, and I think like this is really what um, capital strategy is right now is, and like kind of has been, but is really actualizing um, recently. And I think Seattle's a really good case study of this. Seeing, you know, our first gay mayor, our first lesbian mayor, and now um you know a black man in the running is um having these kind of like I- identities um showing, you know, its face, right, while still upholding these um destructive, extractive neoliberal politics mm-hmm. and just kind of, you know, the bet that capital is making is that people are dumb enough to kind of fall for, you know, this kind of signaling while actually advocating for those very people, um, you know, to be worse off. Yeah. And yeah, it it was the Carmen
0: best bet, right. You know, the whole thing about putting Carmen best in there was like, well, how can you criticize the police now? You know,
2: you have a black Uh, woman as the police chief, like the police is solved and stop worrying about it. Stop paying attention to it. Like mm -hmm. we, we won, you know, it's this democratic neoliberal mindset of, you know, cynically leveraging identity for the end of, you know, of capital and accumulation and, you know, all the bad stuff that we've seen. And, you know, I just hope that we're smarter this time collectively, us as the community of Seattle to see through that BS because we see, I mean, like this is the same playbook. It's kind of shocking.
0: Yeah. And it was, I mean, interesting, you know, maybe about a year ago, although it's impossible to tell time at this point. Uh, we had Dr. Kevin on to tell us about the sort of history of gay Seattle right and like the gay rights movement in Seattle and one of the things that he sort of showed us was that you know there's this split in the gay rights particularly in the 70s and 80s from like a activist core that actually believes in social justice and stuff and uh, business owners right who just want to make money like anybody else and you know part of that split was the Bringing in of a gay mayor to Seattle, right? And then followed by a lesbian mayor, whatever, at the exact same time that the you know, former gay neighborhood was being heavily gentrified and the social base of that activist class in the gay community, the, you know, more working class residents of it were being essentially ex- expelled from the city and the social base of the more reactionary part of the gay rights movement, the business owners were having, you know, the time of their lives, right? Like they were making more money than they'd ever had, right? And the election of Ed Murray was this ex- both an expression of that and a cover for it. And you can kind of see, you know, the similar thing. I mean, what better thing than to elect a, you know, black man as mayor on the eve of the uh, essentially like the last black person of the central district being kicked out of the city. Right. <laughs> you know, it has like a there's a certain um, in the minds of capital. Right. There's this certain like PR value to those kind of things. And it, it just fuck. It, it feels like now it's going to happen. I've talked myself into it. This guy's getting elected. Well, as, <laughs> as Bunny you saying,
1: oh, like, you know, that, you know, mm-hmm. we'd have to be dumb enough to fall for that. And uh, come on, this is Seattle. We're talking. <laughs> about. God damn it. It's definitely happening now. Shit. Uh Okay. Well, let's, 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 before we start predicting or talking about like the future of the 2021 mayoral election, let's like go, go back and like reminisce mm-hmm. about, uh, Jenny's time in <laughs> office. So, <laughs> came in a little over three years ago or really probably actually started. Yeah. Yeah. About three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh again, after we had some interim mares because had to throw out the last one, you know? Yeah. Again, very like you, I, you can't fire me. I quit energy from Jenny, but I think we know the truth. Yeah. She may not want to be here or do this, but also this would be a very hard fight. And that's because the, Paul, like everything that's happened over the last three years here, like has drawn really clear lines, right? Like between the, you know, the, the head tax was like a really early episode for Mayor Jenny stepping in after the council unanimously passed it, doing a backroom deal directly with Amazon, basically, to bring the council back in and kill it. Uh, And
2: then locking herself in the elevator. (laughs)
1: god wait what did that really happen
3: Mm
2: -hmm. yeah man like i mean like um i mean we could even go back on your podcast you guys were freaking out about that i remember it um when uh basically like after the deal and like you know this is dramatized obviously like she didn't like pull the fire plug or anything but like you know like when like the bezos Durkin deal happened right like i mean she Refused to show face, refused to show face to the press, mm-hmm. and was just kind of mm-hmm. like, um, like sitting on like the top floor of, um, you know, her office, and like refused to come down while there was like an angry mob at City Hall, like yeah. just like demanding she like came down to at least like give the respect of at least like telling it to their face, and she, <laughs> she, she wouldn't do it, and um, you know, the joke was that she was just like in the elevator, just hiding there after yeah. basically killing the unanimous head tax deal.
0: Well, hilariously, too, I mean, it was so funny that I I can't remember if it leaked or if she just told the press that basically like, oh, we had a conversation. I had a conversation with Jeff Bezos and now we're like killing this. I mean, it was so naked and obvious. And yeah, of course, people were pissed off. And it had this like, again, Durkin's whole career is these like eerie parallels. It has this parallel, too, of at the sort of very beginning of the most recent, you know, Black Lives Matter protests in Seattle there was the incident where you know people people marched down to city hall mm-hmm. and basically demanded to speak to, to you know Mary <laughs> And she came out, said Irish people are
1: slaves too, got
0: food and <laughs> left. Yeah. She, Do you she remember was that doing shit?
2: Irish identity politics.
1: <laughs> <and this laughs> was after.
3: That, I couldn't. I like that I whole
1: day was fun, but like that moment, I was just like, I was like, I was levitating a foot off the ground when she said that. I was like. I was like, "Where am I? This is the this is the funniest day I've ever experienced." Oh,
2: that that this is like after like she tried to negotiate um, Nikita and crew to just come inside without a live stream to make basically another again like an impulse like backroom type deal. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know what deal it is, but more just like to like kind of tone like the. Angry fucking like mob that was like blocks and blocks down like City Hall swarming it like outnumbering even SBE at that yeah. point. Um, mm. You know, they man, if they'd I, gone in there, they'd have never come out. They'd still be in the dungeon. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah. in the history books. But then, like you know, finally she comes out <laughs> after like like forty minutes of like stalling and just like embarrasses herself because Nikita's there asking direct questions and asking follow up questions in front of an audience and then as (laughs) as she turns
1: tail finally and walks up like as she's walking away nikki just like she answered any of those questions everyone's like fuck no (laughs) No. (laughs) just like she's like turns back i think that's when that photo of her like uh in the throng of cops like is her turning back when everyone's like fuck no fuck you jenny (laughs) oh god
0: what a moment what a what
1: a mare uh
0: and if she were a true, I mean, this is all kind of getting at the point that she has awful political instincts too. And, it, but if she were a true go getter politician, if she were Pete Buttigieg after getting booed about the Irish people are slaves too, she would double down on that. And the next time you saw her, she would like have like two boiled potatoes, one in each hand and just like biting off of them, you know, drinking <laughs> like, whiskey.
3: Out yeah, of the just
0: t- <laughs> yeah. Just have like a plastic patties accent all of a sudden, <laughs> <you know? laughs> just drop Kate Murphy's in the background.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Well, like that's the thing is Jenny was again, she was tapped for this thing that she never wanted. Mm -hmm. uh, as uh, she was a like a a replacement she was like you know this isn't someone that had been groomed for this you know but she was a a a top player in another lane of the democratic party and in that town and in that that circle right but she was not (laughs) this was not like her desk she was never gonna be good at this so on the one hand she was a dedicated servant of capital like at every Mm -hmm. turn and this was her downfall ultimately is she didn't know how to play it she didn't know how to pull back either the head tax thing again to go back to this like you know when we first fell in love with jenny (laughs) she again like push can't you know like this she let it happen in the first place okay so like she was not a good political operator um, because that vote went down in the first place right um, so she really had no control of the of the politics of the situation there. And then when it did, she went absolutely like, pulled out all the stops and killed it, making everybody pissed off, making the city council look like fucking dumb shits.
2: I completely sabotaged your city council. You know, absolutely, what I mean, like, that.
1: <laughs> like completely just just made the entire city government look like a fucking farce and be and totally sold out. Um, just an absolute joke. But, but it was because she she just saw Capital called and she just jumped and had no, um, she did not have the chops to say, uh, to say back to Capital like yes I hear you. I'm on your side when you get this done. Here's how we operators do it, you know, and be like, I'm gonna do like to pump the brakes a second, we're gonna get this done. No, no, she would just always do whatever capital wanted and have but with no particularly particular plum. It's like you have to like, uh, when you're like a technician, uh or you're in some kind of positional authority, like uh you have to be able to tell the bosses hang on, I'm the expert on this machine, right? Uh, this is how we do it. Or, you know, it's like when, um, it's like uh, in the filming of The Twilight Zone, you know, <laughs> when <laughs> when uh, uh, John Landis is te- is like telling, the director, the big powerful director is telling the, the ace helicopter pilot, you gotta fly lower, fly lower. The thing you gotta do as that ace helicopter pilot is go, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I know you're the director, you're in charge, and we're all working toward your vision here. But I'm telling you, I'm flying as low as I can. Okay? You, you don't go, yes, sir, Mr. Director, and 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 fly the helicopter into the ground, killing several people. I'm not trying to blame this. It's the way I say that, it makes it sound like I'm blaming this. I've actually told this story before. I have real thoughts about people dying on film sets, and in particular, this story and others I personally witnessed. It's not his fault. The problem in that situation is that they got in a guy, this helicopter pilot, who was an ace helicopter pilot, an ace Vietnam combat pilot, but who had never been on a film set. And so did not know how to, this is my personal theory, did not know how to, in that moment of being yelled at on a radio by this big Hollywood director and this spectacle that he's never seen the scale of since Vietnam, probably of something that seems very important and not knowing that he not really internalizing that he has the positional authority and the responsibility to say, I'm the expert pilot here. I'm the one flying this dangerous machine. This is what we have to do. And it ended in the deaths of people. And that's, that's Jenny Durkin. She's, uh, you know, she's a killer from, you know, the, Justice Department and the you know the Democratic Party in this state who just was ready to just say yeah I'm going to fly lower for capital and just decapitated her own city council.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Holy shit! What an analogy, man.
0: <laughs> That's well, what we do here. Yeah, Greg's here to bring the movie history to mm-hmm. make the movies come alive. Um, yeah, well, I think it's it's worth mentioning a little bit of the timetable too. Uh, Or remind me people of the timetable, too, which was, you know, Durkin was the U.S. attorney, right, in Washington, or for Western Washington. And, you know, in 2014, Eric Holder resigns for, quote unquote, personal reasons. And there is a lot of rumors that Obama's going to, that Durkin's in the running, you know, top three candidate for attorney general. And then because uh, Obama's not a fucking moron, he uh, puts the New York district attorney, <laughs> a U.S. attorney from New York in charge instead of the one from Washington, where there's nothing to gain from it. Right. Since he is a political operator and a political yeah. animal and like uh, Dirk, and he's a fucking idiot. And after that, She basically leaves, I mean, this is somebody whose father was a lifelong, you know, uh, representative and state senator for the state of Washington. I mean, she came from a political family. She had a lifelong commitment to politics. She left to join a private law firm and finally cash in, right? Not that she wasn't rich already, but to cash in even more. and. That's what you do when you're retired from politics. That's how yeah. politicians retire. You join a law firm that's going to pay you a huge amount of money for your political connections. And it's only Ed Murray's, uh, her personal friend Ed Murray's embarrassing, embarrassing situation that forces her back in. And that was the root of our argument that she doesn't want to be mayor. You know yeah. that, that, that wasn't for her. That was a step down from where she thought she was going to be. Yeah. She thought
1: she was going to be in the Obama administration. If that's a, a step down to be mayor. If you're a dead-eyed psycho like... Pol- career politician someone like i was just seeing a new quote from andrew cuomo today so i'll use him as an example like if he was as divisive and his popularity was as low as jenny durkin's yeah he'd probably that wouldn't stop him from running again a guy like that right but that's not jenny durkin like uh and so when you look at the numbers object- objectively everyone's telling her this we don't want you to do this the people who back her cap- right capital the the you know, Amazon, Guy Palumbo, the chamber, they're probably saying, yeah, we're not really interested in you. You, our servant, who, we, we, who works for us, who we told you to, to do this, and now we're saying we're not that interested in you doing it. That's probably what happened here. And to her, she's like, fine, that's fine.
0: Hallelujah.
2: I, you
1: know. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: now she can go back to that private firm, right? I mean, I, I like I said, I just don't think her dream was ever to be mayor of seattle that would be a step down from like her political family right that'd be a political failure for a sort of political dynasty
1: you know if it went really well and then was able you know and she became like a nationally famous mayor who was like (laughs) man just like killing it like and then could springboard her to ag in a biden administration but that's not going to happen i mean that's the other thing well okay let's let's stick on the retrospective and then we'll talk about future. Cause I also want to get to the um, Biden admin rumors
2: as well, but um, okay. So it was uh head tax. Um, well, well I, I do, even before COVID, I do just want, if you don't mind have just like kind of a brief kind of like preface to COVID in 2019 where like basically, I mean, her administration and the C- Seattle police um, you know, were known for, you know, a lot of homeless sweeps and that Mm -hmm. continued doing COVID. But, you know, even before COVID, like Jenny got the honor of having her work and impact of that work published in a book called The End of Policing by Alex Vitale. And um, this is on the chapter uh, of homelessness. And um, if you don't mind, I'm just going to read like a brief excerpt here. Yeah, go for it. Seattle has taken the criminalization of homelessness to extremes. After experimenting with various new laws, they settled on a new civil violation approach. Whenever a homeless person was found to be committing any of a number of cr- minor crimes that often go along with being homeless, they were not arrested, but instead banned from a particular area, such as a park, a row of cheap motels, or even an entire neighborhood. In some cases, the ban lasted a day and others longer. For those caught in violating the ban, the result was arrest and a longer and often more widespread ban. After several years, some people were banned from all city parks and major portion of the city. Catherine Beckett and Steve Herbert argue that this is a return to the discredited medieval practice of banishment as a strategy for managing the poor and unwanted. That was published in the book.
0: Yeah, and I mean it's it's interesting because the practice of banishment in Seattle along with her practice of the sweeps itself as well as the Seattle's use of sit lie laws I mean part of Durkin and Ed Murray's you know legacy is the continual like court battles over these things right essentially you know pushing this shit uh, having it go to court, having it overturned, and then just resurrecting it in zombie form and doing it again uh, in this it, under the idea that like, hey, the homeless don't have money to represent themselves, so you know what are they going to do, right? And you know, prior to her, you know, f- you know, prior to the sort of current like Black Lives Matter, uh, you know, uprising in Seattle, prior to the COVID disaster in Seattle, I mean, what really sets the table is the attention around the navigation teams and how awful the fucking navigation teams were, as well as that fucking Seattle police contract that they had negotiated the winter prior to the uprising. Right. That was as visibly bad, uh, publicly, you know, publicly was as visibly bad as the head tax debacle was for Jenny. And that it was very clear that they just railroaded this shit through. She once again was caught, uh, covering up, uh, the uh, police accountability board had hired back a cop who had, you know, handcuffed a woman in a domestic dispute and then beat her so bad in the back of his squad car that, you know, he shattered her eye socket. And it was, of course, very shocking when this happened in, I believe, 2016, that they fired the cop. Well, the police review board basically said, oh, you can't fire a cop for that. That's just regular duty stuff. Hired him back and gave him like years of back pay <laughs> to come back to SPD. Ginny covered up the fact that they had done that for a solid week in order to make sure that the SPOG contract got passed by the city council without people looking at it too closely. And, you know, that shit like set the table, right, for people being extremely pissed off. I mean, that's why it was always funny when she would say like, look, we're all mad about this George Floyd business. And it's like, motherfucker people are mad and they might be mad about George Floyd but it's
1: not just that like as if you did nothing in this whole thing and that that's the spog contract is like it is in a lot of cities it's instrumental in the entire way that the police operate their power in the city but certainly their protection against prosecution for anything certainly in that case or discipline for anything and it's a key sort of uh, piece of the puzzle in the consent decree, which mm-hmm. she was a big part of as the U.S. attorney. Mm-hmm. The consent decree against SPD um, that we know, we've talked about many times in the show, that she, even during that process, ostensibly one where the Obama Justice Department was trying to you know, bring SPD to heel for its myriad abuses, she, as the agent of the Obama administration, we know was really trying to water it down and cover for the police at every turn. And so you can look at that as the reason why she was picked to by the establishment as this is who we need the mayor in, in as the mayor. This is why Capitol was able to say, ah, this is someone we can call on. This is someone who, this is a, like a, a bag woman who like does, the job when called upon you know uh who was who stood up there in front of the you know ostensibly the country and the city as u.s attorney supposedly cracking down on police violence and actually you know covering their asses that's who we want in as mayor
3: yeah
2: right right and i mean like it's just such a um, ominous backdrop to what we're diving into which is a COVID-19 pandemic and just the handling of that, like, you know, coming in, being compared to medieval banishment tactics, coming in like with the SPOG contract and, you know, the legacy of being attorney general. And then, you know, thinking that naively, I guess, maybe um, in March that things, contradictions would just be too stark. You know, there's no way that sweeps could happen during the pandemic. There, you My know, God, yeah. The idea that housing even um, as a human right was even like back on the table. I mean, like that was what was kind of being talked about. And, oh, boy, um, was that a ride? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the same time
1: that Jenny, along with Jay Inslee, were being praised literally nationally uh, for the rapid response to COVID-19. They got the press because the because they were the first uh, cases really noticed in in America were here. And then because they said the right things, did the, the technocrat hand-waving of like, we're doing the science here or something. Uh, and say, actually, all, I mean, all they were doing when they were being called out as like the good response was they were saying, we should be taking this seriously. That's what it boils down to. That's it. Um, and it, at the
2: same time, as you say the sweeps were continuing
1: which is incredible throughout
2: i mean throughout and if you even go on jenny durkins wikipedia page there's a whole section titled i mean like this is back to back to back workplace conduct homeless sweeps during covid-19 pandemic handling of george floyd protests and failed recall attempt <laughs> like those are <laughs> those are the last 3 <laughs> yeah. like major bullets on jenny's wikipedia
0: yeah, and I mean, failed recall attempt is kind of funny because it took a judge to essentially like give Jenny a reprieve and basically throw the recall out. But the, uh, I mean, the
1: thing was... Do you think, you think she said to the judge, like, look, I'm not going to run anyway? Dude, they're <laughs> legitimately that problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think, I, I almost certainly. No, I actually, I do, th- don't... That is actually how politics works. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she didn't have that conversation. But mm. someone fourth hand had that conversation with the judge. Yeah. These are the gentlemen's agreements, right? That, you know, people are
0: allowed to have their graceful exits or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I mean, the interesting thing was, yeah, we, we, we talked about the sweeps we talked about like the spa contract, everything like that. It in COVID and it all comes to a head because COVID the sort of kind of initial, uh, you know, shutdowns, although it wasn't really shut down around COVID had gone on for maybe a week or two. And then there was that first big official, not official, but like sanctioned, uh, black lives matter protest that was downtown that like all the ministers were down at like Westlake or whatever. And, and that may 30th. Yeah. Huh? And that was endorsed by essentially like the city was like telling people to go to it and shit. And like, yeah. yeah, families go down there. The, I remember we S- there S yeah. The SPD even told people come down, we'll have masks and water bottles for you. And then SPD just went ape shit on everybody and of course, because tensions were so fucking high from all the stuff leading up to that event, when SPD went ape shit on everybody... People fucking actually fought back and shit and burned like SPD cars and yeah, stuff. It ruled. And
2: it it Took did their rule. AR-15s from their cars too.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were there. I mean, it was so funny. We were literally like right in the intersection when that happened, and somebody's like, "I think somebody's shooting." I'm like, I'll stop it! That's fireworks!" And then immediately started walking up to the SPD car like doo do, 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 like a giant
1: <laughs> goon. But uh, I remember, but, dude. I mean, yeah, just to <laughs> reminisce, like we were standing there. <laughs> watching the the line along pine okay that, we're the we're the police line the they is. were on um 6th or whatever 5th 5th must have been it would have been 5th 5th and pine or something
0: yeah it's right is one block basically east of west lake on the north side of west lake
1: yeah so so but the police line was on on uh pine there i think and we were standing just Half a block south of it, on Fifth, I guess it would be Fifth or Sixth.
0: This episode's and called
1: Seattle Maps. Every most people is just are just walking toward Westlake, just like walking along. Mm-hmm. And there's like you know, there's like a group of twenty people shouting at the cops because the cops are all there. And you know, there's uh, certain cool people when they see a bunch of cops behind a fence, they start yelling at them. <laughs> and uh, certain heroes and. I, yeah, everyone's just like, yep, everyone's just like thousands of people just marching down to Westlake, just just strolling. Strolling, it's not even marching, just strolling to Westlake. And and then they start fucking launching gas into the crowds. Why why yeah, wild thing to see. Yeah. Totally pretty
0: unexpected.
2: And remember like macing a, a kid in the face Kids? too. Yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: i mean that was the thing i mean they were using pretty widespread use of gas and stuff at an event again that they encouraged families to come to there was like shit tons of people there i mean i imagine durkin you know and what she tried to portray it as after the fact was like oh anarchists gathering downtown but i mean after
1: this was the night of the the 455 curfew for five o'clock announcement yeah (laughs) yeah and i remember uh you know,
0: we walked into, so they started gassing people at that intersection. And then we, I was like, okay, well, instead of just sitting here getting gassed constantly, let's walk into Westlake Plaza and just see what's happening. And it was the surreal moment of people watching, you know, some, I don't know who it was, some minister on stage, you know, going on about how, like, hey, we got to have understanding, you know, the usual kind of like reform shit that you get, like, we got to have understanding, we got to do whatever. And the whole time he's giving this speech, all you hear, because it's big buildings everywhere, is just an echoing, Boom! 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 Of all the fucking blast balls and fucking tear Jesus gas canisters, Christ. the police are <laughs> shooting. Which I remember one thinking it was incredibly funny that this guy didn't think like, "Hey, maybe in this moment I should divert from my pre-prepared remarks and make a comment about what's actually happening right now." But it was this like very surreal moment of uh, I just being like, "Holy shit!" Like. I don't know that people in the city are going to take this. This is extreme, even for Seattle. I mean, they invite, like the city basically invites all these families down here. And then SPD just goes wild attacking them. And uh it was, I mean, that was my, maybe my first inkling that Jenny's time was done. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, again, we, we well, I'm saying that not about the her running for re-election. I'm just talking about that like her time as being anybody that has like any influence outside yeah. of like the Seattle Times yeah. is well, done. I, and the city council you know, was gonna asked, turn against when her. When
1: asked uh <laughs> why they did the curfew and what why they sent out a notification of a curfew at four fifty for a curfew that started at five o'clock, she's like her answer was well, uh that's what we were advised to do by seattle police department so we did it yeah so it's like awesome. you invite you invite the families <laughs> down the cops <laughs> beat the shit out of them and then you give them the power to arrest anyone there and say well they asked for it yeah well people are essentially asking
0: you who's in charge of the city, and her response was well the police of course
1: <laughs> again again a just a full devoted servant of capital with just no political instincts no understanding In pure
2: form just it like yes I will. kind of incredible
1: it, 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 she's mm-hmm. yeah there, there may never be another one this real you know <laughs> like jenny was a real one she's just like yes i will fly the helicopter lower every time <laughs> yes yes boss every fucking time and we'll just tell you no but 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 the cops said mm-hmm. or jeff bezos said that we should do it this way, like every time, every fucking time. Um, fuck, man.
0: Well, so, basically, for the next month and a half of, you know, when the police line was there on the hill and there was like that constant protest, kind of in the, you know, time leading up to the chop, there's that constant protest outside the hill. I mean, she just repeatedly. I mean, almost on a daily basis would allow SPD and Carmen Best to make a clown out of her on live television. And it, it really was astonishing. I mean, that to watch this person that we were told is we we're told assured by the Seattle Times, the geniuses of the Seattle Times, was a very smart political operator to just watch her get uh, just
1: so relentlessly owned by a Seattle PD Dude, and press, made to look a fool. That fucking uh, press conference where Best, like, she's like, oh, yeah, no, we're. We're going to look into them wearing the black ribbons over the the their badge numbers. And Bess, like, steps in, pushes her out of the way of the podium, <laughs> and is like, no, we aren't, fuck off. And with, it leaves with again. The, leaves again. With the
2: freaking um, <laughs> cover of her badge on, like, that black yep, little yeah, thing was on her badge. And she's like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. That's not anyway. going to happen. Jenny Durkin steps back in.
1: Uh, someone, some reporter asks. I guess Cromin, uh, Croman asks. Yeah, Dave uh. Crowman asks. Uh, can I ask a follow up question of Chief Best and about the the badges? And Jenny Jenkins like, I'm sorry. Uh, Chief Best has left the building for another meeting, so not in the <laughs> building anymore. Uh, and then ugh. she says something else, and or no, it must have been she does that like. Best says something. Steps out. Jenny Durkan. Then later, uh, Croman asked that. Like, can I ask this question? She's so like, left the building, not here, because this is all COVID. This is all on camera. These are all virtual reporters who only have this screen. Even when they're in person, most of them are virtual reporters. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> and then, and then, fucking. Uh, that's when Mayor Jenny's like oh yeah we're gonna look in someone asked a question like well we're gonna look into this shit not like not like five minutes after jenny said uh carmen best has left the building uh she's like yeah we're gonna look into that bad stuff we're gonna change some policy the uh, just steps stepping in from literally off screen like couldn't yeah, yeah. have been any more than three feet out well, of making it frame. incredibly obvious she had not left the Did building not left the building steps just in, out of camera, shoves jenny out of the way is like no we're not we're not looking into that. We'll no, we're not changing anything. Steps out again. Then someone, yeah. maybe Cruman again, asks, uh, can we have a follow-up question? And Jenny Durkin totally just flat affect. Oh, Ch- Chief Best has left the buildings twice, she says, like, <laughs> incredible, incredible. Uh, it's just made to look a fucking clown. It was it was re- truly
0: incredible. And uh just since we're reminiscing. I just want to give a toast to all the reporters from Cairo and Como and oh, yeah watch that shit happen in front of their eyes, and then it would get to their question. Their question would be uh, Miss Durkin, could you describe to us the perfect Sunday?
1: You know, like they're all like, flavor like ice Jenny. <laughs> they're servants of capital, <laughs> of right? Course, so what's I mean. turning in their mind is okay. So I'm savvy enough to see what's going on here, blah, blah, blah. But how do we how do we best uh, spin this for the public? You know, but they have, but you know, like most other operators in our political sphere, they have, you know, a certain amount of like, uh, you know, experience and and savvy with this shit that Jenny just didn't like. You know, that's got to be what she's thinking now looking back is like. Jesus, I was just a puppet. I was just, I was just used. They threw me up there to be the punching bag. Is probably what she thinks. And I took the punches, and I get nothing for it, right?
2: I mean, yeah, an angry mob showed up at her house. In ways. <laughs> oh yeah, I seem
1: to remember something about that. That's what I was referencing when I said you were the Zukov to her Hitler, um, <laughs> as you surround you led an army that surrounded uh, her last <laughs> stand out in Laurelhurst.
2: Surrounded Holy her shit. bunker. <laughs> yeah. And she paid, I mean, like, can you imagine just going from the <laughs> Obama administration as like AG basically, um, you know, like uh, the actual, like, you know, um, federal attorney and going into private practice and then coming back to cover for a pedophile who just resigned and be like, okay, I guess I got to get in the ring and have, all of these things happen um, on her own accord, of course, but I mean, like it's just so just and, like, then, and it yeah the the final straw
1: is thousands of people mm-hmm. on your all but gated community
2: door <laughs> on your gated community that you um purposely like use your um basically, I mean Jenny used her federal power to seal her address. I mean, like she until that very moment, she was under the impression that no one knew where Mm. she lived Mm -hmm. you know less maybe like her neighbors right i mean like it was very clear that this was like not supposed to be an address that she, she knew and i think that you know to be a mayor who people will go out of their way to find um a federally sealed address and have like a angry mob show up at their house, you know, um, like protesting, like everything that she stands for, like Frankenstein <sighs> shit, like people with pitchforks and torches,
1: like <laughs> graffitiing her, her, like, at her mansion. like Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Fucking amazing. That was such a fun night too, man. Uh, oh, it was. Great, that was beautiful. Great, this is one of your your great successes in, in, <laughs> in life, honestly. I don't know how you're going to top that one, Munya. Yeah, uh, I don't know either, man. It's kind of all
2: downhill from here, but I'm going to keep riding on it.
1: Uh-huh. Well, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You got to keep 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 working for the next big victory against uh, the servants of capital. Um,
2: yeah. <laughs> well, I will tell
1: you, uh,
0: Munya, you know, uh, Zhukov was somewhat uh, became somewhat no- notorious after the war when it came out that he had essentially stolen all the rugs out of, like, Nazi officers' houses and stuff. So, like, as they would take a city in Germany, he would, like, go to all the Nazi officers' houses and, like, take their furnishings. And he basically had a weird warehouse at Moscow where he just had all these, like, fancy rugs and shit from all over Europe. Yeah, you, I'm just got, saying,
1: you get some trophies? There's ideas out there, I'm just saying. He probably <laughs> figured, was <he's> probably <laughs> figuring, like, he'd have to, like, like open a shop. He'd, like, end up getting, he like, he wouldn't last... In the Red Army after the war, like Mm -hmm. he'd end up getting politically canned and have to, like, open a shop somewhere,
2: you know? No, I just like to think it's that it's like, a good bet. See, that's what you call, a, a, you know, a savvy operator. Dude, Yeah, yes, saying, yes, Greg, like, that yes. is hedging your bets. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you always have downsides. an exit strategy. There's so, what did you, you steal from, right from Jenny's
1: house is the real question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I, I just like to think, I just,
0: in my mind, I just like to think that he had a weird fetish for rugs. Like, he would just go in there and just rub his face rugs like, is, oh. like,
2: oddly specific, you know? Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how like the early 20th century was, but that that is a little specific.
1: I mean, rugs, rugs like good fine rugs are were, you know, before wall to wall carpeting were a real mark of wealth. And if you're, you know, I'm I'm going to assume Sukhoff grew up extremely poor and <laughs> probably never saw a rug in his life until like, uh, you know. Uh, except like sometime he went to like one time he would like peeked in the foyer of some rich person's, uh, Dacha or whatever. And rugs were forever, you know, what his mark of. Yeah, sophistication. I,
0: I have a sneaking suspicion that, uh, like Prussian Nazi generals too probably didn't have the same target
1: rug that I have,
0: or the same rug from Fred Meyer. right? Cause they had already stolen it from everybody else, you know?
1: <laughs> um, oh, yeah. 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 Um, Cool. Well, I uh, when the quarantine is over, I look forward to perusing your warehouse of spoils.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I have some fine selection. I think the next target should be Jordan Peterson because he has some really cool communist propaganda that he (laughs) bafflingly (laughs) frames in his room just to like, you know, remind him of the of the um, tragedies of communism. I'm going to have. 50 framed, like, um, authentic communist propaganda posters in my living room like a fucking freak, dude. Like, <laughs> Je- Jen, Unfortunately, Jenny's not that interesting. Yeah. Well, I, w- I wish that we had a Jordan Peterson mayor. I mean, at least, like, there would be, like, some, like, just, like, really just, like, weird, quirky shit like that. Like, being like, yeah, um, you know, if you want to have a house, like maybe first uh, learn to clean your room and pet the cat when you walk outside. <laughs> There's your 12 rules to life. We we need to have a 12 rules to life, Mayor.
0: Well, we better act quick because I think the old clock's ticking on Peterson. <laughs> we might be running out on that one. <laughs> the longer that daughter between, of his is hanging out. <laughs> between
2: the all-meat diet and um, being dragged to Serbia with your daughter yeah. who's like um, going to clubs that play Numa Numa um <laughs> it's been quite a w- wild ride for jp oh god. <laughs> people so, are winning all over in 2020 really oh yeah oh my god 2020 is the year of winning
1: <laughs> so i think i think everybody we've kind of like refreshed the early months of the uprisings in uh, in seattle i think you know it's most of what we've talked about for the last six months so i don't think we need to go into like a ton more detail than we have we know that the mayor has been, you know, uh, has, again, been doing the sort of the work of capital um, by, you know, just dutifully standing in the way, blowing smoke, uh, making herself look an idiot, look a fool, uh, <laughs> letting SPD uh, run amok. Uh, and, you know, which culminated in a way, I mean, it's a good sum up. It's a it uh that well you know like i said we already have been saying for a long time that she was not going to run for all these reasons Mm -hmm. and and that only became more certain of that during the uprisings when she lost any constituency where there's now a much larger galvanized let's say left in america in seattle that is against durkin for all the good reasons and the right in this town which to be fair is mostly the suburbs uh (laughs) the most vocal right but like even in the seattle itself electorate uh has also turned on her for reasons that are you know baffling and make no sense because they needed to you know they, they she was made a, a one of the avatars of seattle uh feckless liberal government right mm-hmm. like so there's just no there's just a, an ever shrinking sort of milk toast white uh homeowning middle that that were going to be her only possible base but but no one even those people are going to look on this and go like yeah jenny's done a really great job like basic competence <laughs> like everything which means you the means the people who back her the chamber etc aren't looking and going like yeah wow Jenny's really, uh, really done a great job in these three years, really handled all these crises and these things we've thrown at
2: her really well, right? Like, I mean, like, she, her police, time and time again, while even some city council members were there, like, flashbanged, pepper sprayed, used blast balls in, like, the most dense neighborhood in Seattle where there's, like, children over and over again. And over again. I mean, like, literally gassing people who are just living there. It was. It was actually like jaw dropping, you know, like how, how, how did even the chamber look at that and say like, yeah, this is our, this is our person. No, it's like obviously a
1: fucking yeah. liability. Look, it's easy enough to say
2: there was a liabil- political liability for the cops, right?
1: You're going like, mm. guys, you could be a bit smarter than this. You could be playing a smarter game and not gassing the city council and whole neighborhoods over and over again. Right, But like not ultimately, like- <laughs> they're the cops. But <laughs> then they wouldn't be cops. We <laughs> right? know they're, they're very dumb. No one expects them to be any smarter than that. Capital doesn't demand that they be any smarter than that. And they are totally insulated from accountability but a politician even a dutiful servant of capital is ultimately expected to have a little more fucking savvy and a little more uh actual control okay like she obviously the situation she obviously she was just completely in over her head in this situation completely steamrolled by the events by spd by everything and so No surprise that, you know, that I believe part of her not running
2: is, you know, that her institutional backers were like, yeah, we're not interested. Go away. Yeah. Dude, how does an MSNBC reporter come to the city – get like onto Cal Anderson field fish for basically like Antifa super soldiers like running amok and then the police just like shoot like a freaking flashbang in her face and it blows up interface on live TV, on national TV. She's like, oh, she's like, oh okay, you know, like that. I think you're it, referring to an Antifa <laughs> firework. <laughs> the, oh yes, that, that was an Antifa firework, excuse mm-hmm. me. No, what, no, no, I think it was, was it a firework? No, 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 no it was but a but flash- that's what they it said. That's, that's, that's what the hell was. But
0: they tried it. to like on air, they tried to play it off as like uh that looks like fireworks and it's like nobody in the world <laughs> no it was that like money. clearly not. yeah and i think you can yeah. even see it coming from the police too i mean and that wasn't the only reporter the police like shot on air too i mean that, that was happening that was the, in other cities but definitely yeah. happened here yeah i mean and it was this thing of seattle you know she turned seattle to this like almost avatar for the unrest of the black lives matter movement right like everybody got to see it almost every day
1: on tv or whether that's of, really her fault she dealt with, yeah, yeah. Could not what, have dealt with it worse. What, whether, yeah, I mean, she dealt I mean, with. It I don't mean even and, and just terms I mean, of right not, or wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for exactly,
3: capital,
0: for exactly. capital, yeah, yeah. yeah and whether exactly. it was her fault or not, it didn't matter. Her political, whatever yeah. her political fucking futures were were down the toilet too. And I mean, all of it was sealed by the abandonment of the East Precinct, which continues to is is really going to be her legacy in this whole thing. But uh, I kind of, I want to sort of ask this question. Well, this is when the, that was
1: when the question first came up. And the response was, we're thinking of a Thelma and Louise moment. Right? <laughs> will, will you and best be sticking around after oh this insane God. lapse of control, judgment, <laughs> whatever, just this absolute catastrophe of governance yeah. of the cops just walking away from a precinct <laughs> because they want it to burn down. So are you going away? And they're like, nah. Yeah. Except we thought about it. and We yeah, thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, uh, I want to kind of ask this sort of question, which is when she and when she had, you know, sort of announced that she was gonna run for re-election, or was looking into running for re-election, right? On the show, we had, you know, long held the view that she wasn't gonna run. And so when we talked about it, we said, well, okay, well, none of us believe she's actually running, but why do this? And you know, it was like, oh, to make sure that the donors are all in line, all this kind of stuff. But one of the ideas we had is. Well, of course, if she thinks that she's going to get a position and, you know, the new Biden administration or some future Biden administration, she has to announce that she's running for re-election because yeah. otherwise she's a fucking loser. Right. And yeah. there's no room for losers. Well, even just and, in the
1: context of her mayor, her mayorship, like to, yeah. to announce that you're a lame duck like that yeah, yeah. far ahead doesn't make sense. So you have that to go through the motions. Yeah, you're you know?
0: politically dead in the water. You, you, you know, you don't want to say that. And like I said, if she was gunning for something in the Biden administration, of course, she would announce that. Uh, now, here's my question. Is the fact that now, so far ahead of the election, she's mm-hmm. already conceding she's not running, is this a sign that she's sent her feelers out or whatever to the Biden administration and they've essentially responded, uh, probably Who? they told her some story about a guy Who named Potato and then, and then just
1: let it drop, like let the phone call drop. Yeah. What do you guys think?
3: <laughs>
2: Well, you know, I I think back to when Biden first got called for the victorious um, national election and a BBC reporter tried to approach Joe Biden and ask him a question. He goes, BBC, I'm Irish. And then he leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hell
1: yeah. Okay, wait. How did I not vote for Joe Biden? That's the coolest thing I've ever
2: heard. I know. It was it was awesome. It was probably the, the best thing that we'll ever see from Joe Biden.
1: That's awesome. Um, the English are filthy. So you think he he, talk he, he'll have – you, you're thinking solidarity with Jenny. I, I'm thinking Irish the,
2: solidarity. Irish solidarity. I, yeah. I, I hope so.
1: Oh, that would be I, awesome. I hope they meet over a potato. Colin, and, are, are you? Oh, go on.
0: What are you saying, Ryan? Oh, I'm just saying I hope that out of Irish solidarity, they meet over a potato and just, you know, bond and she gets back into the good graces. I mean, we we did suggest that because of Biden's uh, unique skills, shall we say, that she might find her way back
1: into the like U.S. attorney's office by him just remembering. By that, just showing up there and being yeah. like, hey, I'm your sight of other staffers. Yeah. <laughs> Like, hey, yeah, I'm your uh thing, and he's like, oh yeah, you yeah, are sure, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm the U.S. attorney for Western Washington, and Biden because
0: he can only remember things from a decade ago, being like, yeah, that's true. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I remember that. Well, <laughs> uh, I mean, Colin, you have any
4: predictions on this? I think now it it is possible that we'll find out that she has some gig lined up. Yeah, I,
1: I mean, look, it is possible. We've said. No, previously. Mm. I said Uh, I said I could see it happening. That's right. That's right. You you said you could see that. I mean, I could I could see it happening. We said on the stream on election night on day's stream, you and me, Brian, Mm -hmm. we were like, no, we laid it down. It's not happening. Yeah. And I am very much sticking to that.
0: No, I, I legitimately think her coming out and saying I'm not running for re-election is not her saying I have a position in
1: the Biden it's administration. It's saying I now know for sure that I don't. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's no reason to continue the charade, yep, right? I'm, I'm done. The last minute, like, they've been preparing this <laughs> simultaneously with whatever bid she was making mm-hmm. for the Biden administration, which I don't think she would even take uh it, U.S. attorney – No, it'd have to be something good. Right, it have to be something bigger. Not necessarily cabinet level, but she wouldn't go back to U.S. attorney. Not that they would. I'm not saying they would even have offered her that. Yeah, because there's again, there's no, there's other people. Um, so for all the reasons that we said before, not happening. Like she doesn't matter. She obviously sucks. She is a. Uh, she has like blown her time as mayor like so completely and totally. Like it's easy to say, like, yeah, we hate her. But like we hate a lot of people who the Democrats keep bringing in. But like, Jenny Durkin is not Rahm Emanuel. Okay, yes, Rahm Emanuel is a monster. Um, but Rahm Emanuel is like also a political, op- a serious political operator with a power base within the Democratic Party and even in the city of Chicago, which he was a miserable mayor of, covering up fucking cop murders, closing down schools. But he still has, but he did that in a way that didn't make him look like an asshole to the people who matter okay and Jenny Durkin has not done that Jenny Durkin sucks she was always a nobody loser who doesn't matter she was probably never gonna be she was probably on the list as to be a G after holder as a courtesy because she had put in many years and had risen Mm -hmm. to that spot and was in that point in her career where this is the way like you know this is how promotions work right it's like yeah they can only go to one person but also Jenny is at that time in her career in the justice department and has risen has done u.s attorney for this many years in a big in a big in a relatively big district not an actual big district mm-hmm. but like it's not the eastern district of washington you know yeah um so as a courtesy this is never gonna happen she sucks people hate her the her own fucking city's civil rights commission denounced her on crimes against humanity demanding <laughs> that she resign. okay i don't know the details but i guarantee you as much as rama Emanuel deserved that i guarantee i bet his this, no fucking similar body that probably exists in seattle Ch- in chicago did that to rama Emanuel. why because he because he's a saint who didn't who doesn't deserve to go to the hague no because he has political control because he's still he was still operating within like uh a sphere of control in that city like
2: he'll make you an offer you can't refuse yeah yeah
1: because the uh, really, establishment yeah. was behind him there yeah all he can
0: hurt you politically and economically if you go after him right, right. jenny has nothing she's abandoned at this she's point. been abandoned like
1: she's, because she's not useful because she's a useless yeah. mediocre idiot and always has yeah. been because she's a loser she's a fucking loser and the fact that the the whole point the I, the reason things like human rights commissions exist is to not uh denounce the mayors okay like that's the reason a body like uh the Seattle human rights commission is ultimately allowed to exist in a neoliberal framework by capital is because it's like, look, the city has this and it's not saying we should have Rahm Emanuel executed. So obviously he's vindicated <laughs> in everything he does. Right. Like that's the basic parameter here. The fact that it that they felt comfortable, they felt compelled to step out and do that means the entire establishment had turned their back on. Uh, and I'm not even saying that those people, those individuals on that commission are like stooges of the Democratic Party or capital. I'm saying this is how the system basically mm-hmm. works. Well, and, nobody was willing to step in on Durkin's behalf and tell them,
0: no, you can't do that."
1: Exactly. Yeah. Or
0: threaten their careers or livelihoods or Just whatever. Just make right? it
1: not
2: happen. Yeah. Right. And I think the LGBTQ commission also denounced Jenny yeah. yeah, exactly. shortly. Yeah, shortly
1: followed. Everyone's like, oh, oh, I get the message that. So, mm-hmm. so it makes. So when that lot would was make you ask, like, oh, well, why didn't they do it years earlier? Right. When. Why didn't anyone do it years? Because there's all a politics to this. So. No, I don't think she was ever going to get that, but of course has been playing playing it out. Like again, why she wasn't um why she said she was running. Like you don't you just don't like give up. You got to like she's this whole exercise is her preserving face, right? And, yes, she wanted a job in the Biden administration, probably something to erase her time as mayor and to put a final <laughs> real capstone on her career serving the <laughs> sure country. Her, her Wikipedia page doesn't end with three right. successive scandals. Exactly, exactly. You know? <laughs> and she's not going to get that. And this is uh, this timing, I think, cements that. Right. Because it's like if if it was the other thing. Then you'd have heard buzz about it her name would have come up there would have been reporting on it. And very possibly very likely the first you would be hearing about it from her would be in the announcement that it was coming out or her having to answer questions about it in the press about a job that hasn't happened. That's how that stuff works. Either like an actual announcement from the transition team and her jointly or her having to answer for it in the press. Like, Hey, there are rumors you're going to be, you're on the list to be selected for this, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. That's not what's happening so so i mean they're not she's not announcing this now when there's still a chance then right like if it's still like well it's up in the air i'm 10th down on a few lists it could still happen they're still they're talking like i've been reached out and vetted and they're they're saying yeah hold out there might be a lower level position for you no because then she wouldn't be saying i'm not running she'd be again keeping this ball floating Hmm. long enough for this to play out so no i think it's over uh, and,
2: and yeah. And this is the same day, right? I mean, like this news, of course, of Jenny not, I mean, running for reelection, I, that kind of dominated the press. But another thing happened today, too, which is the Western Washington District Court judge. Uh, ruled mm-hmm. that the city of Seattle had violated the consent decree on four counts by using, yeah. quote-unquote, so-called crowd control weapons during the George Floyd protests. Like, on the same day that she announced that she wouldn't seek re-election. I mean, like, it, it's over.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that announcement that they had consciously violated the injunction, it's one of those things of like, okay, well, what's the obvious next step to that? Which is, Who told Seattle PD to violate the Mm -hmm. you know court injunction? Right, which is of course gonna be Jenny and gonna be Carmen. Carmen doesn't care because she's fucking working for Blackwater now and shit. Like she don't give a fuck, dude. She's joined the unaccountable, uh, you know, mercenary army. So
2: chilling with the Pinkertons, listening to Weezer Pinkerton. She's she's having a good one.
1: (laughs) She's Pinkerton all the way through. Pinkerton all the way down. She's literally left SPD to become a literal mercenary and a figurative one on television. (laughs) Yeah, so. She doesn't give a fuck. And I mean, ultimately, once Jenny goes back to her life of being a, you know,
0: you know, having a net worth of one hundred and eighty million dollars or whatever, she's not going to care either. But yeah, but
1: again, that that decision, but, right? Yeah. The courts. Yeah. All I, this shit. Now, the federal courts, Jenny, when she was supposedly prosecuting the consent decree as U.S. attorney, the federal courts, they are all designed to keep the power of the police in place. Mm-hmm. OK, and not uh, have anyone. Uh, suffer for any of this and the fact that this is being allowed to come down again like uh just means that jenny's done for you know mm-hmm. like everyone people they're turning their back right what it potentially means too that they have a patsy
0: or a fall guy for the debacle of spd right which is her yeah her yes exactly <laughs> she still has a job
1: in the democratic party the and job it's job on the way out it's the fall yeah it's <laughs> And honestly, fair enough. She is she's you know been responsible she for SPD's it. conduct over the last fifteen years pretty heavily. Yeah, it's important to connect that that case
0: or that yeah judge's ruling with Jenny's announcement because I mean there's no way that she didn't know no, at the no, time no, of the announcement knew, that this yeah. was coming down and everything. So yeah, I, I I think like I said, the writing's on the wall for her. And it was you know as much as we love to think of Seattle, uh, we call Seattle America's first city. Um, the thing is, Seattle's still kind of a backwater. I mean, that's what that's what uh, sort of stifled her ambitions during the Obama administration. And you can't be a, you know, not a. Th- she's not a, a mayor of a third tier city, but it's definitely not a first tier city. Probably solidly in that second tier. And, and the thing is, you you can't uh, be in a city when it's fucking up this bad.
1: Well, and <laughs> also have no capital. political skills or usefulness. Yeah, okay, and haven't
0: amounted to anything. So right? I like, think she's just dutiful
1: dispense. servitude to capital and the Democratic Party is not enough to play in yeah. the biggest leagues, you know? Yeah, it'll get you far. Just not, no, yeah. Just gets, not the, it got her very far. Very, yeah. very far. Yeah. And just I don't want to downplay take, that. She did yeah. a lot of damage in her career. Yeah. She's a very bad person responsible for a lot of bad things, and she should be put on trial for uh, crimes against humanity. Yeah, it deserves every bad thing that happens to her in life. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> Jenny, we hardly knew ye.
2: <laughs> you know, we- just like kind of re- re- reflecting just like on Jenny's time, I just like couldn't shake. And this is just like the whole day. I've just been like hearing in the back of my mind, Green Day's good riddance. I just like, <laughs> <laughs> I was here, I was here, it's something unpredictable but in <laughs> the end it's right. I <laughs> hope you had the time of your life. Just well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god, that rolls! It's well, perfect. Do
0: you, do you remember when Rbg died and Donald Trump was on that tarmac and like Elton John was playing in the genius. background?
1: Huh? Genius. He's a genius. Yeah,
0: I hope that that same thing happens with Jenny. I, I hope that as she's giving the peace signs and heading out the door, that Green Day is playing in the
2: background. Do do do
0: Oh
1: my god. Well. well this has been uh, truly a beautiful remembrance of someone we've come to love very deeply um thank you Monichero, for uh helping us uh work through all these feels we have on the day of this
2: momentous <laughs> news no um, thanks for having me guys and um, i i always have so much fun coming on i mean and you know What better way to do it than, you know, reflecting on the classics and playing the hits with the
3: fellas?
0: (laughs) Well, it it is kind of funny, you know, sometimes Jenny can appear as the sort of astonishing mediocrity and it's sort of like one of those bands that, you know, you're aware they're popular or whatever. And then maybe somehow you end up at a like live show and all of a sudden you're like, wow, they got a lot of hits. Like I just yeah, never, yeah, like wait, you know, they have I that forget.
5: one.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you
0: forget like, man, they've just been, tur- <laughs> they've been workmen, like churning out hits, you know, they're not, not, not flashy. They're not doing whatever, <laughs> but they're churning them out and, and kind of going through Jenny's hits. I'm like, wow, she's,
1: I, I know she's awful, but God damn, she's truly vile. <laughs> uh, yeah really really real scumbag (laughs) yeah jesus christ (laughs) i mean that that is the you know this is how that is how i will remember her like a scumbag but a just an absolutely dude like she will hear that whistle blow and run out like hop out of that trench into that line of fire for capital you know Mm. they call she they say jump she says how high Yeah, yeah, and you gotta respect that. You gotta respect a real one.
2: No, that's a soldier. Yeah, (laughs) salute.
1: (laughs) Well, shall we uh,
0: just sing an old sad Irish ditty on the way out?
3: (laughs) Yeah. No. Oh
1: Oh, god. Uh, Yeah. All right, everybody. This has been fun uh we hope you've been enlightened by this uh remembrance of Jenny thanks for tuning in thanks again Munya. uh thanks guys yeah, yeah thanks monya and uh yeah, by the way so let much. me just do a little uh, cuz we do have new patrons oh we have some new patrons
2: um this is kind of like, you know, when Bernie comes on after like a really cool band plays for him. He's like, uh, I'd like to thank the Joyce Mana band <laughs> 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 with like a crumpled up piece of paper.
0: Uh, Munio, would you maybe like to do a Bernie impression and thank uh, Richard and Austin for becoming patrons? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I find it funny how Richard <laughs> and Austin... <laughs> could afford a Patreon subscription to Seattle Socks, one of the best podcasts in Seattle. Yet thousands of people cannot listen to their premium episodes.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> Goddamn, you really captured Bernie's spirit, I felt, in that one. Uh, yeah, welcome to the fold, Richard and Austin. Yeah, if you want to be cool like Richard and Austin and... Have uh, uh, Munya do a Bernie impression, welcoming you to the fold, which he's agreed to do for every single Patreon, Patriot Premium only. Premium only. <laughs> That's actually what happens behind that paywall. It's, it's yep. just just Bernie impressions all day. Yeah, uh, find out. Yeah, yeah, come on, yeah, fuck around and find
1: out.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: fuck around and find out. <laughs> oh, fuck around and find out, everybody. Right, bye. bye. bye.
2: By <laughs> It's
4: something unpredictable but in the end is right I hope you at the
2: time of your life.